Howdy, and welcome back to Point of Rentals, The Front Porch. Sit back, get comfy, and prepare to learn more about the people that you may see or hear about, but just haven't found the time to connect with. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations with pointers and friends in the rental industry at pointofrental.com porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to The Front Porch with Lauren Jewell. Before we get to our guest this episode, our guest from last episode, Albert, has an update on his sandwich process that we need to get to. So, Albert, I hear that there's an update to your sandwich story that you shared with us earlier. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Previously, um, I had been using a different brand of meats, but uh, recently... I have switched to a superior brand of meat, which is both lower in sodium and also has a better form factor for the uh, specific breads that I like to purchase. So mm. I'm uh, much happier overall, despite it costing about $4.50 more. That's not like per slice of bread. That's like No, 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 total. Per, okay. per, per week. So... What is what does your sandwich look like now? Uh, it looks very similar to the previous sandwich because the meat is actually uh, not very visible. But if you look very closely, you would be able to notice that it is different. So you're saying before the the meat was larger than the bread itself. Yes, so there was it was too large meat overhang. I guess you could say to your yes. sandwich. So the, but the now overhang has it, been reduced. It has been reduced. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's still a little bit. It's not like perfectly aligned. To well, the it can never bread. be perfect, right? Because the shape of the bread um, changes as you go through the loaf. True. Thank you. So now that we're done with that important update, let's talk to Jeff. Our guest today is Point of Rentals only data conversion specialist, Mr. Jeff Houghton. Jeff, it's good to have you here. Yeah, it's good being here. Yep. All right. So, Jeff, why don't you start by giving us a 30-second overview of, of who you are, where you're from, what is it that you do here? I grew up in uh, central Kentucky, Lexington. Uh, moved to Texas in 92 and have been here ever since. Uh, what I do here is um, data conversions, where I'm taking data from other vendors, competitors, sources, and manipulating it and getting it into point of rental so that the uh, trainers who are there with the customer hand-holding cross over and go live within a 24-hour period. Someone had told me at one point that you had mentioned that you were interested in becoming an astronaut. Is that true? Yeah, well, I grew up in that time. I remember being woken up to watch the moon landing. Mm. Several trips to Florida in the early 70s, got to see two Apollo launches. Uh-huh. I still remember being, I think it was Cocoa Beach. Uh, we'd gotten up at 3 a.m. in the morning, so we were staying over in Tampa State Peak, drove all the way across to the orange groves. Mm-hmm. Smell the entire time. Sitting on the beach there, watching it launch, and just feeling the, the, the rumble and just the, the incredible amount of heat mm-hmm. from the rocket as it took off. Man, that's something that. I don't know, maybe it's just because I I was born in in the late 90s that I didn't really get to experience that with, like, kind of the rest of um, Americans that kind of grew up with that. We get to celebrate, like, oh, this happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I think we just celebrated that was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Um, And so it's like I get to hear hear the stories, but it's it's really cool to... I remember being woken up 
be part of it. Watching on the black and white television with Walter Cronkite. Mm -hmm. there, so. Yeah, my dad told me that his his parents bought their first television the day before the moon landing, so that way they could watch history being made. Cool, very cool. I've heard you were playing soccer before it was cool, uh, back in Kentucky. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? We were known as the Minutemen. The coach we had, Amir Karimi, he was Iranian, smoked unfiltered cigarettes and wore white bell bottoms. The group I ran with was a motley bunch. We basically had what you could say passed for uniforms, but not really. About how old are you at this point? Uh... Or talking like 16, years? 16 17, okay. 17, because okay. I was driving. Yeah, I, I actually waited a year. So what, what position did you play? Trailing striker, left or right wing, uh, and goalie my last season. We took our league division um, uh, three years running, undefeated last year. Our coach, to torture us, would bring the University of Kentucky men's team to scrimmage us. So we're talking guys from Brazil, Ecuador, Great Britain, just anywhere and everywhere, Germany, there. And they thought we were a bunch of snot-nosed kids and they treated us as such. Mm -hmm. Sounds like fun. Okay, so how'd you go from wanting to be an astronaut to being a data conversion specialist? The astronauts, they had to be able to solve problems because they was their help wasn't coming. So basically I transitioned into this problem solving because I, I, I kind of wanted to be a jack of all trades. We had our first access to computers, uh, had a year on uh, uh, what was called a IBM 360 mainframe. Uh, my friends caused a lot of trouble. So next year the high school system was basically banned from the university. Huh. Um, we won't go into that. <laughs> the, the, the perpetrators will remain nameless. Okay. Um, People may have to ask you in person for that yeah. story. Okay. <laughs> then we ended up with what was called pet commodores with, for some reason, a calculator keyboard, these real tiny keys, and uh, took classes in programming that, and uh, it kind of fit in with my love of fixing things hmm. because that's, that's the, I like working the problems and solving, and it, there was always something to be solved. And then you move on, and then you, you know you come back and solve it a different way because it's advanced. Um, so that's how I kind of transitioned to that. Uh, I was uh, kind of working through college uh, until the prices increased, and I had to start working full time while going to college full time, um, and ended up with somebody who was working with what's called an alpha micro system. Okay. The Alpha Marco system is exactly what Pointer Rental was using. And then basically Wayne was looking for somebody who knew Alpha Micro experience. A friend that I worked with told me about it, came in, did the interview, and then from there I started within five days. New job, new state, new mm -hmm. family, and there were a couple others. And uh, I, I once talked to a therapist and they looked at me and they said, well, you should be dead. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of a lot of change to happen all at once. And I did it all at once. I didn't mm. realize you're not supposed to do it all at once. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of, okay, here's the problem. Okay, well, here's how I solve it. Boom. Earl and I laugh about this uh, quite a bit. 
is that I was supposed to get two days training. I got one day's training, and then at that point, I went directly into programming. So I know the file maintenance and everything real well, but I never did. I got to get the contract processing right. down and point around, but I basically worked it from the backside. Huh. There you go. I mean, some people say the best way to, to learn is to jump in with both feet and just make some mistakes and yeah. go for it. Sometimes you get thrown in, bound, and gagged. <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting transition. Mm -hmm. um, not not frontline, but I deal with customers. Um, mm -hmm. I've been able to... When I started, Point of Rental had no interactive, long-distance support. Okay. Everything was mm -hmm. done over the phone, which means I had to literally close my eyes, describe to the customer what they needed to do based on what they were telling me what they saw on the screen, mm -hmm. step by step. Uh, I have very early on some very, very long telephone calls because I actually had a couple of people had because we were doing the hardware. Okay. Back then, you know, mm -hmm. for hardware, we had just, we were an off my dealer. So we had to do at least first tier support for it. So we had to do all of that. And uh, uh, there have been a couple instances where I actually helped customers rebuild their hard drives. Wow, that sounds difficult. Has email or online messaging made it easier to manage some of those conversions? I'm one of the old school, I believe, in picking up the phone so you can hear somebody's voice. Uh, texting is not. To me, a text or email means that it can wait anywhere from two to three to four days. Um, I grew up with this spec on email, and it's still in place. It is email can take 72 hours to be delivered, and that is, that is the allowance for the network. Because you've got to remember, the... Uh, the internet was a DARPA project, and it, it was designed to survive a nuclear uh, war, so that the data could would eventually get to wherever it needed to get to. That was one of the design requirements. Hmm. It's still in place; they haven't rewritten it. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. And now a quick advertisement break. I wish I were somewhere warm. Wow, where am I? You're at Point of Rentals International Conference in Fort Worth, Texas. This place is amazing. You too can enjoy Point of Rentals International Conference this November. Register today at conference.pointofrental.com to reserve your space for extended software education, one-on-one -on -one learning, industry networking, great food, and fun. That's conference.pointofrental.com. Point of so, Jeff, you've been here since 2000, um, so I imagine you've seen quite a bit of change um, that Point of Rental has undergone. Can you tell me about what that has been like? I'm so glad to be out of the rental store. We don't have things falling out of the ceiling anymore. <laughs> so when did something fall out of the rental store? Uh, ceiling. Okay. We were in the rental store offices doing our thing, and um, hear a very loud scream. The receptionist bookkeeper, Mary, had something on her desk. It looked like a little white worm. Okay. It wasn't a white worm. At that point, we, we start climbing on desks, start looking at the ceiling. I still remember White getting up there. We ended up finding that he was a dead rodent. With no. Oh. <laughs> and they were falling through the ceiling tile. Fun and excitement and screams and people walking out into the parking lot and daring boldly declaring they will never come back in. We got to take care of. It's been good. Um, there, there have been growing pains, but um, the core ideas of uh, Point of Rental mm -hmm. is, is service to the customers, 
uh, support to each other here. Um, are all have always been here. So mm -hmm. It's been the rock which everything's been built on. Right. Um, it has changed in ways that I would not have expected with the amount of people. Um, yeah. Especially, and this is a good thing, the amount of people who have stayed mm. once they got here. 2000, I imagine you weren't at these offices here. Were y'all still out mm -hmm. of rental stock? We were still out of rental stock. Okay. Rental stock was from 2000, at least for me, was 2000 to 2000, August 2006. Okay. And then we're getting ready to move again, so mm -hmm. that's going to be different. Why do you think that Albert recommend that you be our next guest? I might as well own it. I thought he was, I didn't realize his name was Albert. Oh, so, no. So many new people here. Right. I did his name. Uh-huh. And basically, I thought he was Dadwin. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're both developers. Yes. And that's who I thought he was. But like I said, that was an embarrassment that, but I'll own it. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody knows everybody around here, but there's a lot of people. Sure. don't know. And we've had, in the last six months, 15 to 20 people join. Yeah, I, I joined just over six months ago, and yeah, I've seen quite a few new faces join Point of Rentals. Yeah, I'll, I'll own that. That was just there, but I will not forget Albert ever again. <laughs> well, good. Um, so what is your favorite part of working at Point of Rental? Two things. Mm -hmm. uh, the people here mm -hmm. and then customers. Mm -hmm. and because sometimes when the customers reach you, they're having a difficult time. Right. And... The idea is to um, get them all settled and show them how they can get their way out of their issue and that it isn't as bad as they thought it was. Right. So kind of like the problem solving that you mentioned when you were looking for, for, for jobs and what you're interested in. Yeah. It's yeah, it, these it, customers it, present it, you with the problem. It's, it's more problem solving, counseling, hand-holding, <laughs> uh, showing them that uh, they can do it. I would have thought that you would have said something about just, oh, I get to work with these computers and, it, and it's great, but it's really cool to hear like what you love most about Point of Rental is the interactions you get to have with people and the relationships that you have there. That's really I mean, cool. The technology, as much as it changed, stays, stays the same. Mm -hmm. uh, part of my training through high school and college was a set of basics that they don't really teach anymore. The thing is, is the basics are still there. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what they put on top. The basics are still there. Right. It's still ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. As much as they polish it and repackage it, it's all, it's all it's done is just gotten faster. So what what is the most difficult data to extract or to convert? I would say it would be, one would call it old school. Everybody's used to relational databases now. When you okay. look at the data... You have the data divided into columns right. with field names, and each record with each record or piece of data is a row. Mm -hmm. um, and it's associated with it, like a company or a person. Each table, sure. It's a table. Okay. You know, you know, so, so the more generally is that the older school data is that the data was brought in and is treated in buffers. So the idea of a buffer is that. I read a record of data that is 512 characters long. Okay. The thing is, is there's no column headings. There's no field. There's no table name. No, you have an idea what the table is. Oh. But there's no... It would be the equivalent of looking at Excel, and all the data for Excel is in column A1. We have to 
decipher the data because the data is not in human readable form. The text fields are, like name, certain things that you would actually be able sure. to read on the screen. Mm -hmm. But numbers and other things are actually stored different ways. And hmm. depending on when that was done to the data for that field, determines how you read the data. Num number progressions in programming and data have changed through the years depending on what computer it was run on. Sure. So, so sometimes you have to read the number left or right. So I should read the, the data right to the left. Really? Yes. Oh, that's, okay. That's confusing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could see how that would be difficult. So does the conversion vary by what software um, the person is coming from? Yes. Okay. So um, can you tell us about the battle that led to the UN no-fire zone being established in your area? There wasn't really a battle. It's just more so I got tired of picking the darts out of my coffee because uh. <laughs> when people fire down the hallway, I meant to there. But invariably, I'd have people just all come while I was on the customer support call. <laughs> and they all hide around the corner because the little computer phone closet there is a wonderful spot to hide a few people. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, let's take a moment to hear a brief word from our sponsors. Version 2019 of Point of Rentals Expert and Elite Products is available now, making the best rental software in the business even better. We've added new features like an equipment watch integration, fulfillment updates, and enhanced parts tracking. Overall, there are more than 100 enhancements in version 2019 designed to help your business run more smoothly. Upgrade your software today. The instructions are in NetHelp. If you don't have Point of Rental yet, you can still see some of the new additions to the software. Just check out the Point of Rental blog or request a free demonstration at pointofrental.com. Alrighty, so we're here on the front porch with Jeff Houghton. Um, now, Jeff, I've heard that you have an abundance of animals at home. Can you tell me about your home zoo? My home zoo is because of my lovely bride. <laughs> she worked as uh, PetSmart and veterinary clinics. Um, so she's rescued animals that were going to be put down. Oh. Uh, or just, just, she just wouldn't let them go to the shelter. Right. Uh, the zoo basically consists of uh, four dogs, uh, three Australian Shepherds, one Golden Retriever. And then the Golden Retriever, I refer to her as my ninja because she actually finds a way to sneak through the gate, eat the cat food, and then get back without anybody hearing her. <laughs> uh, we have uh, three cats, three turtles. We have one rabbit left. Uh, rabbits don't live very long, so we lost our second one. Uh, chinchilla, those came back. Uh, unfortunately, one of them escaped, and the one dog was not very nice. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I'm really upset with it. Uh, but we have one chinchilla, and then we have the bird. The best way to describe the bird is a Moluccan cockatoo. Okay. It stands about, oh, about the size of the mic, easily. Okay, so a little over a foot. Yeah, yeah. 12 to 14 inches at least. He's peach in color. Cute. Um, I guess the middle daughter, before I met Diana, had gotten the bird before I met her. And the bird screams the name Taylor all the time. Life the, goes. The bird will probably live 160 years. <laughs> So, of all of the animals in your zoo, which I lost count of, um, which of them is your favorite animal? Uh, the one that was given to me uh, by 
that time this gift to me as a Christmas gift. That's Jack. He's Black Jack. I, just, I call him Jack for short. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't let any crap go on in the yard. Uh, what he, kind of animal is this? He is an Australian Shepherd. This is a Shepherd, okay. Yeah, he's about eight years old. Uh, he definitely doesn't like any sort of rodents. Squirrels create a real problem for him, but uh, if they're, if he's loose and in the yard and they're running across the fence, he will actually throw himself sideways at the fence to flip them off so he can get to them. What is your favorite band of all time? There are several. I guess I'd have to say ACDC. Okay, so not, not big on disco then, because when I think of the 70s, like they always say, like, oh, the 70s was disco. No. I no? Mean, okay. Well, staying alive didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it for me so. it died okay um if your favorite band were an animal that you could keep at your house so i guess if, if acdc were an animal that you could keep at your house which animal would it be the bird the bird <laughs> the bird if your favorite animal so if you if your um australian shepherd were a band which band would it be if jack was a band what band would it be Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, just, just because he's he's just odd. Okay, with that, let's get into five important questions. Five important questions. Five important, five important, questions. Five important questions. Five important questions. If you could tell first day at Pointer Rental Jeff one piece of advice to be a successful pointer, what would you say? Listen. What has been your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Oh, there's just been a recent one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I guess the one where I was working on something in a computer and I went to turn and I decided to rip a nice large hole in the backside and I was very, very slacks having been worn twice. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't like I could run home and take care of it. I had to just... Just live in it. <laughs> this is how my day is going. Okay, where's the duct tape? Um, mm -hmm. You know, luckily we had clear packing tape, so that didn't. Oh. Mm. <laughs> just, just to minimize the uh, there, but I sure didn't leave my seat much that day. Let's say that ripping your pants is illegal now, um, and you're on death row. Um, you've got the orange jumpsuit on, ball and chain. You can now literally count the seconds you have left. Um, it's quite the series of unfortunate events, I know, it's, it's terrible, um, but here we are, um, and now you have to choose your last meal. What would you choose? It'd have to be Benihana Surf and Turf with filet mignon and scallops with fried rice. Wow. That is an extensive meal. Oh, there's more to it than that. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Like what? Um, the soup, you have the onion soup. Okay. And then you have the salad with the ginger dressing. You have the fried shrimp. And at that point, then, like I said, it's, it's also dinner and a show. So that's how I said it's not just. just oh, I don't food. think that they can take you to Benihana's for your last meal. Or maybe they could bring the. I don't know. The, what do you call them? Not sous chef. You could, they could bring the chef in and, and do it for you. Yeah, they could wow. Have griddle will travel. <laughs> right. Well, that's not something I'd ever thought about. It's actually like bringing the chef in to do the whole show. That's a good answer. I like, I like that. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? 
more money, sadly. Hmm. Uh, I treat money as just, just a means to be comfortable, not necessarily the idea to get rich. Right. Uh, you know, you can do a lot more because uh, when you're comfortable, you can take care of people in need. Tell me a secret about Point of Rental. Some of the old legacy software passwords sometimes still exist, or used to still exist in the new versions. The passwords are always space-based. Oh, okay. Because so, they were from NASA originally? Okay. Yes, yes. Mm. so there, there, there are a few. There's a few space passwords I, floating yeah, around out there. Yeah, and I, they were initially an expert. I don't know if they finally have gone <laughs> the way of the dinosaur, but they may still be there. Just have to go looking for them. So who is the next pointer that I should talk to for this podcast? Daniel, Louise, Earl Sherman. I think who else I can throw out there? It's, it's like throwing people under the bus. And it's just, <laughs> just a gleeful moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jeff, for chatting today. Um, it's been a delight talking with you. Um, and to you pointers listening, send him some love this week. Stop by his desk. Give him a high five. Respect the UN no fire zone. Um, and send him a photo of your favorite Australian shepherd. Uh, and let him know that you care. I hope this podcast encourages you to reach out to the people around you. Get to know them. Go to lunch with them and share your stories. You never know what you may learn. Thanks for listening today. We'll keep the porch light burning for you. Uh, I wish we had had for breeze back then. <laughs>